Welcome to the Pichikoi. Every week, I read a myth or folktale in Japanese, translate it, summarize it, and talk about it here. Before we begin, I want to announce that I have started a free blog to post transcripts to the podcast if you'd like to check them out. The blog is thepichikoi.wordpress.com. On this week's episode, it's about Susano. After disappearing in a storm at the end of last episode, this episode we find out what he is doing. After Susano was exiled from the heavens, he left to a place called Torikami, which is located near Izumo, Shimane, in modern-day Japan. The lands felt familiar to Susano as they were close to Yomi no Kuni, the underworld where his mother ruled. He wandered the lands following a river named Hinokawa. He walked and walked until he found a bridge, and he assumed somebody must live nearby he decided to investigate the area. Susano crossed the bridge and saw that the lands were in ruins. Trees were sparse, and the few trees that existed were uprooted. It didn't stop there, though. The trees were withered and old like bones, and they were fixed to the ground by overgrown moss. Mountainsides had deep gouges, exposing their red skin underneath, and exposed riverbeds were filled with black, rusted iron. Susano looked up river and saw three shadows on top of a large rock. He approached them and realized that they were three people, a man, a woman, and a young girl. The young girl was crying. Susano called out to them, asking who they were. The man replied that he was Ashinazuchi, son of Oyama Matsunokami and he was the god of this land. He introduced his wife, Tenazuchi, and daughter, Kushina Dahime. Susano stared at them for a moment, and then asked why the young girl was crying. The man spoke up. He told Susano that he and his wife really had eight daughters. However, every year, Yamatani Orochi would come and eat one of them as a sacrifice. Now there was only one left, Kushina Narahime and Orochi would soon come for her. Susano asked about Yamatani Orochi. The man described Orochi as large enough to fit into eight valleys. It has one body, but eight heads and eight tails. Moss grows over its body, and blood gathers and festers in its stomach. Susano thought for a moment. Then he decided to offer his help to the family. However, in return, he would receive the girl. He introduced himself as Susano, the brother of the sun goddess. I guess this deal is fair. On one hand, you can see it as either way, they lose their daughter, so why wouldn't they just decline and leave the valley altogether? But this way, at least the daughter will keep living. So after Ashinazuchi and Tenazuchi agreed, Susano approached the girl and introduced himself like, Sup, I'm Susano. Now get in my hair. Kushinada Hime replied, Hi, I'm... Wait, what? And without a second thought, Susano turned her into a comb and put her in his hair for safekeeping. You know, normal romance stuff. He turned back to the man and woman, who said nothing about their daughter becoming a comb, 
and ordered them to do some things. First, they were to brew an incredibly strong sake, or alcohol. Next, they were to erect a huge fenced enclosure that has eight separate gates. Then they were to place a cask of sake with the homebrew at each gate. Finally, he told them to shut up and wait. After a while, the air began to fill with the smell of rot, and Orochi's glowing red eyes came into view. Orochi sniffed the air and caught wind of the sake. Orochi stuck its head into the eight gates, and each one of them began gulping down the sake. They drank until every drop was consumed. When they were finished, the heads, still in the gates, began to dance and wobble in a drunken stupor. Susano saw his chance, and he drew his sword. He walked from gate to gate, chopping off the heads as he went, one by one until all eight heads were severed from the body. That wasn't enough, though. Susano also disemboweled the snake and then went to cut off its tails. When Susano swung down on the final tail, a loud clink rang out. Befuddled, he cut open the snake's tail and found an ice-like sword inside. Ashinazunuchi told Susano that Orochi must have swallowed a sword reinforced with the iron sand from the area. Susano inspected the sword and decided he should give it to his sister, Ametarasu. He named it Amenomura Kano Notsurugi. In later myths, this sword would be called Kusanagi Notsurugi. The names are long, so check out the description if you want to see how they're spelled. Susano then looked around at the desolate lands he stood upon. With the terror threatening the lands gone, he decided to give it a little more of a helping hand. He removed some hair from various parts on his body and spread it out across the lands. Where it landed, various vegetation grew. First, from his beard hair, Japanese cedar trees sprouted. From his chest hair, cypress trees grew. From his butt hair, yes, his butt hair, yew and plum pine trees grew. And finally, from his eyebrows, camphor trees grew. The roots of the trees were said to extend down to Yomi no Kuni. The branches were said to have reached the heavens, and the leaves sparkled like jewels. The trees were to serve a purpose for Susano. The cedar trees were to build boats, the plum trees were to sustain life, and the cypress trees were to build Susano's new palace. Susano then removed the cone from his hair and called to Kushina Dahime. He returned her to her original form and settled in the lands with her. As he spent time there with his new wife, his heart settled. The land became known as Suga, and he lived there with his wife, taking care of the earth and river. Thanks for listening to Pichikoi. This has been episode 6. I hope you enjoyed seeing this different side of Susano. This story was much more of a typical hero story from Japanese mythology, and I enjoyed reading it a lot. You may recognize the name Yamatani Orochi. If you're an anime fan, Orochi has been used as a reference for a few different characters, be it name only or down to the design of the character as well. Finally, I want to finish this episode with a message to my listeners. 
I'd really like to hear from you if you have any comments. If you want to leave me a voice message on Anchor, I promise I will listen to it. Or you can reach out to me at peachykoipod at gmail.com. Peachykoipod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Even if it's just a simple comment, I'd be happy to hear from you. Otherwise, I'd like to thank you for your support until now and ask that you keep sharing my podcast to help it grow. Thank you again for listening, and the Peachy Koi will be back next week with a new story.